Follow us on Twitter, your favorite podcast platform, and now on YouTube as a podcast. Or become a supporter over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the ham radio guy. Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Guy. It's your host, Marvin, W0MET. We're bringing you the latest of topics, news, and information each episode right here to this show. I want to thank the listeners that have tuned in each week and continue to listen to the podcast as we're a little over about a thousand uh, downloads now. And so uh, I'm still looking for some listener support. Again, you can reach out uh, to the buymeacoffee.com forward slash the ham radio guy for as little as $1 a month or $3 a month. You can uh, do like a novice or technician level support, and I would greatly appreciate that to help keep this show uh, going. Well, we'll be discussing a significant event in the amateur radio community. And being that it's June, I'm sure you can all kind of guess. ARRL Field Day. More specifically, we'll explore how this annual exercise combines emergency communications and contesting. So let's jump right in. The ARRL Field Day is obviously less than two days away. It's 10 days from this recording, and it happens on June 24th and 25th. It's the most popular on the air event uh, held annually in the U.S. and Canada. More than 40,000 hams typically will uh, participate throughout North America, setting up temporarily transmitting uh, stations in public places, demonstrating ham radio's uh, science skill and service to our communities and nation. Now, this is an annual event held by the ARRL, or American Radio Relay League, typically held on the fourth weekend of June, and it serves as a platform for amateur radio operators to practice emergency communications under simulated emergency conditions while also enjoying a friendly contest atmosphere, which we'll talk a bit more about as well. Now, Field Day has been an annual event since 1933. Now, the AWRL would normally celebrate this year as being its 85th year of Field Day, but there's two years that it didn't happen due to World War II. Now, I'm not sure if that was 41 and 42 or 42 and 43. Um, I, I was able to find some information on it, and then I missed my information. I, I, I couldn't find it when I went back to get this written. But, and, uh, you know, even though it's 85th year, uh, you know, technically a field day, uh, there's still time to get uh, field day ready with just 10 days left to go before the 24th. And all you'll need to participate uh, can be found on the ARRL Field Day webpage. And you can join the ARRL Field Day Facebook group as well. And it's a great place to share your plans, tips, maybe pick up some uh, hints and ideas as well uh, to help make your Field Day successful. Now, remember, when posting content uh, on a uh, social media platform like Facebook or Twitter, Make sure you include hashtag ARRLFD on all your social media posts to get an extra 100 bonus points. There you go. I already got you started on that. So uh, that will start your points rolling for field day. Now, this is a highlight uh, for 
most clubs uh, on their annual calendar uh, is the field day. And so field day is open to all amateurs in the areas covered by the ARRL uh, field organization and countries within the IARU region too. Now that don't mean that DX stations uh, residing in other regions or countries uh, may not uh, participate. They can certainly be contacted for credit and they may submit entries as a check log, but it's just simply that. We're checking uh, the people who submit here in the Region 2 or the AWRL uh, field uh, organization regions, uh, just checking that contact that it was ensured that both uh, those contacts were, in fact, made uh, against the other person. That would be a DX station. We do the same thing for a winter field day, uh, even though we do open it up to worldwide for a field day. Uh, in the wintertime. Now, during field day, amateur radio clubs, groups, and individuals set up temporary stations in outdoor locations like parks, fields, and sometimes even inside where it's nice and comfortable, emergency operations centers. Now, these stations are operated using uh, typical alternative power sources and generators and batteries that are out in the field, uh, in the woods, or maybe in a, in a park of some sort. Um, and that's to help simulate emergency situations where commercial power might not be available. Now, that's not saying that even some of the emergency operations centers might not be using some type of battery backup, but um, typically I would say they're operating more on a commercial power level at that point. And that's good for those emergency operations to test that equipment as well during field day uh, to make sure that it does work uh, when it does come time to be inside uh, an operations center like that. The primary goal of Field Day is to demonstrate the ability of amateur radio operators to quickly establish effective communication networks during emergency. How quick can you set up your radio, your antennas, etc., and then establish a contact with other Field Day stations across the country, sending messages and practicing skills and message handling and emergency protocols, which we'll talk about. Now, while emergency communication is the main focus of Field Day, it does incorporate an element of contest to it and you can earn points by making contacts with other participating stations. Both within their own section and across the country, the contest aspect adds an exciting and competitive element to the event. We'll talk more about that in just a minute, what that takes to uh, make that exchange. Now, before you can make the exchange, you have to know what bands or modes that you can operate on. Now, Field Day works on uh, several bands and modes um, to include single sideband, Morse code, digital modes, and even have a satellite communications uh, mode. Uh, you can make a couple contacts through satellite. The permissible bands are 160, 80, 40, 20, 15, and 10 meter HF bands. Now all bands six meters and above, uh, including two meters and 440, uh, you're able to operate on them as well. And uh, I think VHF is kind of like a bonus station. Um, for additional points that you can use during field day. But again, check AWRL uh, resources manual for that. But this gives you an opportunity to, uh, you know, really learn in abnormal situation, uh, maybe in less than, you know, optimal conditions. During Texas at summer field day, it's 110 degrees. In Minnesota, in winter, it's a minus 20. Uh, so, you know, again, it's not always sunny and sunny everywhere. So it does give some people, uh, you know, an opportunity to definitely explore uh, and showcase their skill in those subpar conditions. 
using the different aspects of amateur radio, whether it be a wind link connection or digital mode like JS8 or FT8 uh, as well. Now, one unique aspect of field day is the exchange information during contacts, and the stations exchange their class, uh, which indicates the type of operation. Now, A would be like for portable stations, B for home, E for emergency power uh, or emergency operation centers, and it would be like three Alpha Tennessee. So BF three portable stations operating in Tennessee uh, for this particular club that you're contacting. Um, and and my, like my club would be K4 Fun. Uh, look forward to that on field day. We will be on the air. Uh, this, so this exchange not only adds to the contesting element, but also emphasizes the importance of providing accurate information and concise information being uh, transported for messages uh, during like an emergency situation. So that's why you know it's it's clear, concise, uh, but also try and encourage you to make many more contacts and rack up some of those points. I think a lot of people would like to do as well. Now, while participating in field day is an excellent opportunity to hone emergency skills and test your equipment, and it gives you an opportunity to connect with fellow amateur radio operators, it's certainly a great time for technicians to learn from experienced operators and gain some practical experience. The opportunity uh, for technicians to get on the air who do not have an opportunity for HF uh, in some of those areas during the rest of the year it gives them an opportunity to go out to a field day site, typically operated by a club, and you'd have a station called GOTA, Get On The Air. And this is for amateurs who may have not been on the air for a long time. Uh, maybe this is just their first time getting on the air. Go out and find to the club and, hey, do you have a GOTA station available? And sometimes if you check the AWRL field day station locator site, they might even say they have a GOTA site available on there. Now, um, you can go in there and make as you know try and make as many contacts as either they have allowed you know via time, or even if you just reach out to some of the normal clubs that may not have a go to station, but you can certainly operate under one of the other uh, club members' call signs uh, during that time, uh, whether it be a general or extra class. So even as a technician, if you've not been on the air, you want to catch a little bit of that HF bug, please reach out to a um, local club and. Uh, try and get on the air during field day. I highly encourage that and welcome uh, you uh, in doing that. So this is a great time uh, for you to actively participate in field day, and I hope that clubs will welcome newcomers to join their teams and visit their operating sites. It's a fantastic way to really immerse yourself in the amateur radio community and, and learn from experienced operators, part of our uh, community relationship building that we use during our field day is really our dinner on Saturday night, where we have um, many of our operators and, and club members will come with their spouses and family, which we encourage to come enjoy a great dinner and have some fellowship uh, with our um, members and at various levels um, and ages. So, uh, so again, whether you're an experienced uh, operator or just getting started in amateur radio, Consider participating in AWRL Field Day as it combines the excitement of contesting with the vital practice of emergency communication, creating a unique and valuable experience for all involved. Now, don't forget to check out the AWRL.org Field Day for the official rules uh, and swag and gear you can find there, and then to find a participating amateur radio in your a club in your area. So, well, that wraps up our discussion on AWRL Field Day. 
and the elongation of emergency communications and contesting in the amateur radio community. I hope this episode has inspired you to explore this remarkable event and participate in future field days. Now, as always, if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at w0met.arl.net. Uh, and send me your topic of discussion that I can uh, highlight and present on a future episode. Well, as I was preparing for a little transition here, um, my field day and getting my stuff ready and think about what I needed or what uh, I I wanted to do this year, I was thinking of getting a couple things. And so I reached out to a couple vendors. I'm going to do a little bit of a vendor segment, vendor highlight here. Um, talking about um, some of the vendors that I deal with on a regular basis and uh, how they really support the amateur radio community. And so I'd like to be able to dedicate a part of the show to that uh, for just a moment here. ABR Industries out of Texas uh, is a full-service cable assembly and bulk cable facility. Now, they make a lot of different products, and they're detailed, uh, made to detailed specifications that ensure tight tolerances and the highest quality. Uh, they can uh, create your custom cable for a variety of different services, whether it be RF, microwave, government, military, uh, your county, your local, municipal, and then, of course, amateur radio community markets. And they can produce all kinds of different connectors for you and, and, and find the cable that you need. If you have any questions, you can certainly reach out there and ask for Chuck. He's a great guy and willing to help you. I'm sure many of you, many of you have met him at the different ham fest uh, when he is there uh, at many other booths that they have uh, presented at. Now, their products are made right here in the USA, and it's a woman-owned business. They uh, do provide superior customer service, and their goal is to make you a lifetime customer. And they certainly have for me. I get all my cable through that. Even though I may only need a two-foot section, I'll be happy to order it to them. Support the small business that, again, in return, supports the amateur radio community and gives back to us. Uh, to find out more information, visit the ABR Industries at abrind.com. From the news desk here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Marvin Turner, W0MET. The Australian Communication and Media Authority, ACMA, is reviewing regulatory arrangements for the operation of the amateur licensing. Arrangements allow Australia to continue to meet its obligations relating to the regulation of the amateur radio service under the International Telecommunications Union, ITU. Australia issues three license classes. Foundation, Standard, and Advanced. Currently, tests are administered by the volunteer assessors, often associated with radio clubs, who are accredited through the Australian Maritime College, also known as AMC. ACMA plans to introduce the new accreditation scheme and class licensing arrangements in August of 2023. On June 10, 2023, from the Vandenberg Space Force Base in California, the SPEI, SP, uh, or SPY, could be SPEI, satellites project lifted off aboard a rocket. A CubeSat built by the Polytechnic University of Turin and operated by the Italian Space Agency 
will enter orbit to carry a message of hope and peace enshrined in a nano book made by the National Research Council. Now, this message ties in with the Pope's message given at the height of the pandemic. On the 27th of March, 2020, Pope Francis walked through the St. Peter's Square in the rain amid the gathering darkness of the evening to pray with and for all humanity enduring the scourge of COVID-19. The Pope's message will be transmitted on 427.5 MHz in English, Italian, and Spanish, and can be heard on any amateur radio receiver. The new space mission, called Space Satellites, which can be translated to mean Guardian of Hope, is promoted by the Dicastery for Communication and coordinated by the Italian Space Agency. And for our final news this week, the ARRL Foundation is now accepting grant applications from the amateur radio organizations for eligible amateur radio-related projects and initiatives, particularly those focused on educating, licensing, and supporting amateur radio activities. To grow amateur radio's future, youth-based projects and initiatives are especially encouraged. The ARRL Foundation Grants Program accepts proposals on a silical model three times a year, in February, June, and October. Proposals for the June grant period are accepted through the June 30th. Awardees will be notified approximately one month after the closing of each cycle. Additional information and a link to the grant application can be found at arrl.org forward slash amateur hyphen radio hyphen grants. This news is sourced from the ARRL News Updates and AR Newsline, along with other sources. Seemed like a kind of a quick cutoff there, but um, well, uh, as we move into the ham fest schedule and talk about some of those ham fests that might be in your area, uh, if you're looking for that new uh radio that came out during hamvention, or even if you're looking for that uh connector or new accessory that you did not get during hamvention or wasn't able to make it, uh, there are several other ham fests around the country that might be in your area uh, coming up soon that you can visit and uh, meet some of these great vendors again that I will be highlighting on some of these segments. Now, uh, the first one being June 17th is the Knoxville Hamfest and Electronics Convention, hosting the ARRL Tennessee State Convention here in Knoxville, Tennessee, coming up this Father's Day weekend, just a few days from now, if you're in that area. The SVARC Summer Hamfest is hosting the ARRL North Dakota Section Convention in Minot, North Dakota on July 8th. And just a week later, July 15th, the Sioux Empire Amateur Radio Club Tailgate Hamfest will be hosting the ARRL South Dakota Section Convention in Sioux Falls. On July 29th, you've got the CVARC 
2023 HamFest hosting the AWRL Pennsylvania State Convention in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. July 29th also will be the West Virginia State Convention at HamFest in Sutton. And finally, our probably third largest uh, HamFest of the year will be August 19th and 20th in Huntsville, Alabama, and they will be hosting the AWRL Alabama State Convention. So there's a couple of HamFests uh, hopefully near you that will help you uh, find what you're looking for and, again, supporting those vendors uh, that help make it possible for us to get the equipment we need to, you know, have our operations. Well, I'm still looking for a transition. Um, I would love to have something today, but uh, wasn't able to find something. I just haven't found what quite what I'm looking for to do a transition into a ham radio joke. But nonetheless, I am going to um, tell it now, and then you know we'll uh, wrap this up a little bit. But here we go with the joke. An elderly ham driver was going down the interstate when suddenly his two-meter rig crackled his call. Answering, he heard a fellow ham's urgent warning. Hey, Jim, just heard on the news that there's a car going down I-35 the wrong way. Please be careful. Jim replied, well, I declare it's not just one. There's hundreds of them. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Uh, love it. I thought that was pretty good this week. Well, that will bring this show to a close this week, and I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you'll hit that subscribe button and share with friends and hope that you learn something as well this week that will help you in your ham radio operations. If you'd like to help support the channel and become a patron, look for me on buymeacoffee.com forward slash the ham radio guy to join today. Please hit that subscribe button on Twitter and follow me as I provide the latest information for all my podcasts on Twitter immediately after publishing an episode so you can listen to it right away. Well, uh, as always, this is your ham radio buddy in the chair and on the air, the ham radio guy, I say 73, W0MET.